Will the Thrills go like, uh, hey guys, I can't come to work. I need a backup DD. That's right. That is right. And your boss is going to be like, well, if you don't get to work, <laughs> I don't know who DDP is, but you got to get to work. <laughs> These boxes aren't going to get themselves out of here. What is going on? We are Grapples to Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to flight delays. <laughs> and Mr. Thrill, what is your worst flight delay? Because you do a lot of traveling. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I definitely had a flight delay that was um, a few hours. But I didn't trust it, so I never left the gate. I was like, nah, man, that's not going to be me. Mm-hmm. And I just stayed in the gate the entire time. But, yeah, yeah. Maybe three hours, four hours? Okay. Something okay. like that. I don't remember where, which. It's all one giant trip. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's coming back from Miami to New York, where we were on American Airlines, which suck. <laughs> and we were delayed. Our flight originally was supposed to be at 7 it got pushed to 9, and then it got pushed to 11. So, was that, 5 hours? Damn. Yeah, that sucks. I know on my way to Seattle, I got stuck on the tarmac for 2 hours because of rain. Oh, well, Danny. Like, on uh, the plane. Uh, my friend Danny, they were stuck on the tarmac for 4 hours. Ooh. Because uh, over D.C. was a no-fly zone. <sighs> but. Anyway. We're not here to only talk about <laughs> flight delays. We're not the only ones who have them. We're here to talk about that SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples, the number two. two apples. Remember, you don't like listening to SoundCloud? We're always on that Apple podcast or that Google Play Music. Yes, sir. Without further dudes, I am one of your hosts. <laughs> Coming off of a very... Halloween high. <laughs> Get to see the kitties in their costumes. Oh, man, it was adorable. Very adorable. Dude, there was kids coming to my store yesterday. This one little girl was a princess. She was like, tweet, go tweet. I was like, I need to call an ex and get her pregnant. I don't know what's going on. Oh, man. <laughs> it was rough. Hey. <laughs> For a guy on this podcast who thinks every day's Halloween here, <laughs> the one and only, the very sexual. Mr. Sunglasses at Night himself, your boy, Shades, joined by who, I don't know if my intro or his, like, nickname intro is longer. Because <laughs> I feel like we're just piling them on. I know, right? We're starting to, like, the, the whole episode is really like, welcome to Grapples Apples. <laughs> this, 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 this. You've been listening to us on SoundCloud. <laughs> As always. I am ill, will, the thrill, the poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, that's why I be, because baby, that's who I is. Mr. Thrill. Yes, sir. Let's move back to that Halloween thing real Ooh. quick. Spooky. Very spooky, spooky, spooky time. You know, there's a resurgence. Yes. Of people who like wrestling. Okay. And there are some top-notch wrestling costumes out there. Okay. I should have been Bret Hart. You have all the necessary accoutrements. Exactly. 
I should have been Bret Hart. You know, I was sitting at home last night going, I have the U.S. championship. I can't find a single U.S. champion to just figure out a costume for. What kind of wrestling fan am I? Give it a chubby Eddie Guerrero. I'd probably single it and beat the Big Show. Yeah, but he was bald. All right, bald cap. You could have shaved your head. Okay, bald cap. <laughs> I missed the throw. We have a lot yes, to go over. Not just do. Halloween stuff, but we have war being declared on the WWE. But by people... Two wars. Well, one actually declared well, war, yeah, yeah, and they're, yeah. they're fighting another war. Right, 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 right. From a source that you guys actually wouldn't believe. We have some results from... I'm not going to say it. Crown Jewel. I kept saying Crown Royal all day. We're not going to go through all of it. We're going to go through the two well, we major things to. that happened. Uh, big news. Mm. Uh, and WWE. Racially insensitive? Question mark. Mm. But before we get into that, Mr. Thrill. Yes. Ring us that bell. So as usual, guys, we're going to start with some non-WWE news. In the world of the professional wrestling outside of WWE and, of course, AEW, not much that went on. The only thing of note is another great episode and the first episode of Impact Wrestling on Access TV, and they did not disappoint. Don't want to go through the whole entire show, but what I will go through is the main event, which was a fantastic match between Sammy Sammy Callahan and Brian Cage in a cage match for the world for the Impact World Championship. Much to my surprise, Sammy Callahan actually goes over. And not only that, so you and I, uh, Shades, were talking last week about where Impact goes with a certain performer. And well, after Sammy Callahan is laying in the cage, sitting in the cage, standing in the cage celebrating, out comes Tessa Blanchard to confront him. So it looks like we're going to get Tessa compete or pushing against Sammy Callahan for the world for the Impact World Championship. And we, we you know we said last week, do they keep her with OVE away from the X Division Championship or does she continue to chase the X Division Championship away from OVE? And it turns out they decided to keep her with OVE chasing a different belt. I mean, we spoke again, we spoke about this last week. Uh, giving Tessa the Knockouts Championship and then letting her hold that and build more momentum into right. taking the X Division Championship off of um, uh, Ace Austin. Ace Austin. Yeah. That's giving her a good rub. I agree. But for her to get potentially thrusted into the main event scene... I mean, look, arguably, she is the main event scene no matter what she's doing. Yes. In Impact. But... But, the, I know what you mean. Like, the, the top title, the world championship for the promotion. I'm of two minds of this. I'm super happy for Tessa. Mm-hmm. And this is huge for her and the world of professional wrestling. But I think it's too much too soon. She lost her opportunity at the X Division championship... Why would she then go to the world? Robot? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, how do you lose your match for the mid-card belt 
And that makes you well, eligible for the... She just didn't win it. It was a so ladder match. Lost. Well, you can lose... That's an L. You can lose... You don't necessarily lose, but you don't win it. It's okay. like pool. Like but you, she didn't... Did she come out victorious? No, but Does she... Did she have that W? No. Did she walk away with the title? No. So she lost. She 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 lost. When you when you say she lost, you're it seems like you're implying that she was pinned or submitted, no, and, and it's not. Doesn't have to be. You are a participant in a match, and if you don't win, you lose. Not in billiards. We're not talking about billiards. But it's the same. Concept. This is professional wrestling. <laughs> is it though? Is it though? I, I anyway. My point is that it's. I think it's too soon. Because it's, of the context. It's absolutely too soon. I mean, can you even trust her to... To be your top champion? Potentially be your top champion. I mean, I don't want this to turn the fans against her. Like, yeah, she's she's getting pushed too quickly uh, straight to the main event scene. But everyone loves Tessa Blanchard. You're going to have your, your people who love her... But then you're gonna have the 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 detractors, exactly. But right, okay. So as of right now, Tessa Blanchard has very few detractors. Do you gain some by being pushed? Ask Roman Reigns. Ask Charlotte. <sighs> Seth Rollins. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Seth Rollins is actually the perfect example of it. I don't know. I, look, we're both in agreement. This is too soon. Yeah. I think she needed to do something to build herself as a legitimate contender in quote unquote men's divisions well, right now, before she all, has this, an opportunity. This is all implication. For sure, for sure. She just confronted Sammy Callahan. Nothing's yeah, official. This, this is like we're implying that something more is going to happen. But I mean, we don't she, know. she's had a long standing feud with Sammy Callahan. He is now the champion. She confronts him face to face after he wins the championship. Two plus two equals four. Minus one, that's three. Quick maps. So, like, I don't know. I think it's it's pretty set in stone that we're going to get this. I'm just not sure it's a good idea. I know, I think, on the next Access episode is going to be a rematch between... Impact episode. What did I, on, I'm talking about on Access. Yeah. But Impact on Access. Yeah, but it's not... Access, okay, access the next channel. Impact episode, I think we're going to get a rematch between Callahan and Cage. So, I don't know. Kind of ironic that Brian Cage lost his match in the cage, cage match. match. It was a fantastic match, by the way. I didn't get to see it. I I had to shove literally so much wrestling because of the work week Very into good. my schedule. Callahan had to hit Cage with a top rope pile driver to beat him. Yeah, pinned him or yeah. he escaped. No, pinned him. Mm. So, um, also some news that we forgot to cover a little while ago. Lance Archer is the new. IWGP US champion. Be Juice. I'm not really a fan of Lance. I would have preferred it to be Juice. No, I actually, I like Lance. I liked Lance when he was in TNA. Um, he had a very, very, very short stint in do WWE. It for me. He's very bland. He's also like in his mid forties now. So why put the US belt on him? Gives Juice something to feud over. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You know, New Japan's wacky like that, and they'll do some. And they'll weird... find some way in six months to make validate it, and we're all just like, oh, it makes all the sense in the world. Give him five stars. Well, Lance is pretty. <laughs> it's Meltzer. Meltzer gives five stars. We give five topics. That's right. 
Um, but Lance Archer, he, like, he deserves it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely a journeyman guy. He was, he's definitely a good tag team. I'm going to call him a specialist, but he's a good tag team competitor. Um, I'm happy to see it on him. It's probably not going to be a long championship reign because most U.S. champions so far haven't had lengthy reigns. reigns. Haven't true. had lengthy reigns. I mean, the belt only existed for, what, two, two years? years? Almost, yeah. And we've had, I can't even name them all. I can. Uh, Juice was, had it twice, right? Moxley, Kenny, I, Switchblade? It, it was Kenny, Switchblade, Cody, Juice... No, Juice, Cody, Juice, Moxley, uh, Archer. That's a, that's a lot of champions for a, a two-year span. It's like WCW 2000. <laughs> <laughs> the Attitude Era. The World Championship changed hands every like, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that pretty much covers the non-WWE news. I just, I'm going to go out there and say it. If you have Access TV or have access to... Impact in some way. Dude, just, I'm telling you, they're they're on their game right now. Watch them impact. Now, Shades, talk about impact. Over the weekend, a particular performer made a huge impact on social media. Mm-hmm. Tell us who, tell us why. What's going on, man? So, Jordan Miles, he won the, uh, the, the name of the tournament is Sazu, but it's the breakout star tournament for yeah, NXT yeah, yeah. that was going on earlier in this year. Jordan Miles won it. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, you're going to start getting a bigger push. You're going to need some merch. Now that NXT went to USA, they just put out a whole new line of merch. Of NXT t-shirts. Jordan Miles is in African American. Mm-hmm. And the uh, merch that they had designed for him it's a black shirt mm-hmm. with uh, Jordan Miles mm-hmm. in one can interpret as a s- smiley face, mm-hmm. a bl- red smiley face with the white lettering. Um, I, I'm trying to draw you guys a picture, but not draw you a picture. It's <laughs> basically WWE's 2019 version of blackface. Yeah. Look, here's the thing. This the design would not have been as bad had it been on a different color t-shirt. If it was a white t-shirt, black lettering, gray t-shirt even. Yeah. But when you have a stark black t-shirt with lettering that is shaped to look similar to a smile mm-hmm. with a red outline and white letters to look like teeth, come on. And the wrestler happens to be black like dude I mean, when I saw this first come up, I was just like, here we go. People cooking up things just to stir the pot. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. of Everything's got to be racist or this or that. And then I look at it and I say, oh. It's really hard to defend that. Like, it's hard to defend that. Because I'm like, it looks like it. Like, it looks like... Someone recreating blackface. It's just like... And it's funny. So, like, I, I like to think that I'm very plugged into stuff like this. And so, I, at my first glance at the t-shirt, I pay, I, did, I guess I didn't see it. The yeah. first time I glanced at it, I was just like, okay, whatever. And then I looked at it again, and I was like, wait a minute. And then I saw his tweet, and I was like, oh, that's bad. That's real bad. 
And so then Jordan Miles then goes on like a Twitter rampage. And so the initial tweet was something along the lines of, if this is Vince McMahon and Triple H's quote-unquote vision for me, it is a slap in the face to all African-American performers and fans. I might have misquoted a little bit there. Mm -hmm. But that's essentially what he said. And he then goes on. See, look, from a distance, clear clear as day. If I can't see that it spells out Jordan Miles, that looks like exactly like blackface. It's terrible. Terrible. Mm. Terrible. In my opinion, Jordan Miles went about this all wrong. Instead of going on a tirade and throwing uh, other black superstars under the bus... I think that's where he went wrong. He could have just left it about him... And the WWE. I agree. And um, Booker T actually um, made, made comments about this. And it, it made me sit back and think about, like, old WWE. And they've done blackface before. Yeah. Uh, Degeneration X. When they were imitating the Nation of Domination. And uh, X-Pac mm-hmm. is full blackface. Yep. Yep. The Rock had on um, the Rock. Excuse me, Triple H has bronzer on to look like The Rock. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're not racially sensitive by any means. I mean, let's look at the way Triple H treated Booker T during the feud, calling him boy and saying that people like you don't win championships. We have the entire idea of crime time. We have the Mexicals who's to come out on lawnmowers. Every character who comes out as like who's like Middle Eastern or Japanese is automatically, or uh, Russian comes out as an automatic heel communist thing. Like mm-hmm. WWE will never be confused for a racially sensitive company. Yeah, um, this Jordan Miles thing. One. Uh, someone was like, uh, "Good luck getting your pushback," and he said, "My my dignity's worth more than whatever 100%. they're going to give me." Um, again, I don't think that this is um, meant to come out this way for WWE, but he okayed this shirt. So according to WWE, said and they they released a statement saying that all merchandise is approved. And is a collaborative effort with the wrestlers. According to Jordan Miles, he saw this design on a gray shirt, not on a black shirt. Mm. Which is why he approved it. Like, the, I mean, you gotta be smarter than this if you're WWE. Mm-hmm. You have to. Someone in your company has to look at this t-shirt and say, something's not right here. And I was I was listening to a podcast, um, and they were talking about how this really comes down to representation in terms of how many black people are probably in the head offices of WWE. So if you have no one who's overseeing this kind of stuff to tell you, hey, dude, this isn't okay, how do you know? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's part of the problem. Now, what you were saying, my issue with Jordan Miles is 
he starts attacking Ring of Honor and Jay Lethal specifically, mm-hmm. calling him an Uncle Tom. And I don't know if it was Booker, Titus O'Neil, one of them was like, you know... Titus. It was Titus, right? Who basically said, you know, we got your back and all, and you're like, whatever, but you don't need to call out other performers. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a you thing. Yeah. Handle you your way. Yeah. You don't have to call, go after attacking other guys. And I and and I one hundred percent agree, especially when we're talking about somebody else in the community. Mm-hmm. If you're battling a battle, if you're fighting a fight, or you're about to, because you're taking the stand saying F WWE, F Ring of Honor, blah blah, blah. If you're gonna take the stand. Why would you go after somebody else in the community? Mm-hmm. Even if you think they're a quote unquote Uncle Tom. Yeah. Just don't bring them up. Rally the troops by your side. And and fight your fight. Whatever, whatever. I, I I was on Jordan Miles' side in principle, but the actions he's taken, I can't ride with that. Yeah. I I I I was trying to stay <clears throat> on the fence, mm-hmm. not lean to either side. And I, right now, I'm still on the fence about it. To be honest, just like, mm-hmm. eh. Jordan Miles took the childish approach to to handling the rest of the situation, mm-hmm. and I mean bad job out of WWE like to not see that this may actually be super offensive super offensive yeah but moving on to some results from Crown Jewel uh, let's start off with the big news well typically we don't cover this stuff we don't talk about the results yeah but but this, we have to we have to talk because about because it actually least, does spill into Raw and Smackdown and so on and so forth well, I'm, like I said we're not going to cover the entire card right we're going to cover um, two things uh, two things that were honestly important uh, let's talk about the the biggest thing start off with the, the biggest thing at first uh, the first ever women's WWE match or wrestling match wrestling in general match, yeah. uh, in Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. uh, Natalia would have nah, not would have took on Lacey Evans in was a it wasn't a bad match it wasn't a great match by any like stretch of the imagination but what this meant for like women's wrestling in Saudi altogether. It is women and women's rights in Saudi. Well, I'm gonna get to that. Okay, I'm sorry. Women like these two women going out there and wrestling and looking at like some of these women cheering and, and these little girls like happy and smiling and seeing, wow, like times are changing out there and times are gonna start changing out there for them. Mm-hmm. Natty and, and Lacey Evans, they get to go home to the United States where they have all the freedoms in the world. Mm-hmm. But these little girls get to they have to stay back in Saudi Arabia. They see, all right, you know, maybe there is going to be a revolution for women and, and they'll, they'll get more rights and um, be freer than what they are now. Because let's face it, I, I'm not really up on the news in terms of what's going on in Saudi Arabia, but... There's a reason why we don't cover, yeah, Crown Jewel, you know, yeah. like the Saudi shows, right. like the treatment of their their uh, their people, uh, the whole Khashoggi thing. Mm-hmm. This was major. Yeah. Let's talk about them being completely covered up. 
mm-hmm. head to toe, uh, well, not head to head neck, to toe. But neck to toe, basically, uh, full hands exposed and gear. head exposed. That's it. Um, and even they didn't just go out there with like you know their singlets on or whatever. They had to wear a shirt over it. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, and it kind of looked a little funny, mm-hmm. but they did a good job at still wrestling and and taking pictures with everybody afterwards and got a good reception from from the from the male audience also, mm-hmm. which is something that I wasn't go- I, I didn't expect to be honest. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about who's deserving of this spot. Mm. Natty, absolutely deserving of this spot. Mm-hmm. She was there since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Lacey Evans, on the other hand, not so much deserving to be in this spot. Mm-hmm. What other women would you plug in there, though? So that's the problem. Like you said, Natty deserves it, right? Go yeah. ahead. Go, go, Natty. Go. Do your thing. Represent us, right? Okay. She's been working with Lacey Evans. Who She's the this only one that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, because they have been working together, so they're she's more familiar with each other than maybe somebody else on the roster. Plus, everybody else on the roster is doing something else. So you'd be putting up a random, completely random match rather than a match that has at least some sort of relevance to what they've been doing on TV. Mm-hmm. Bailey's working her own program, Sasha. They're, they're all working other programs. These are the only two that... We're literally just working a program together. Who just did what four matches, five matches together, back to back to back against each other? Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. Who else are you gonna put out? Who else are you gonna trust? You know Nat you know you're trusting Natty because she's a pro. Send her out with who she's been working with. And I know you don't like her, but Lacey Evans is improving in the ring. Sure. She's improving in the ring. Sure. I mean, she's no Technician, right? But she's getting better. She's getting better, and that's 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 all you can ask for. For sure. Her stick still sucks, though. No doubt, without question. The second bit of news results from Crown Jewel is the Fiend Bray Wyatt defeating Seth Burn It Down Rollins for the Universal Championship. This is a month too late. There's so much wrong with this. This is a month too. There's so, and beyond that, beyond that, like I want to go back. Like I want to always say, oh well, he shouldn't have been there. But I'm always the kind of guy who's like, yo, like whatever happened, you can't turn back. So like, why mention it? Mm -hmm. But now you've written yourself into a corner that you now have to write yourself out of. And the way they're doing it, which we saw today on SmackDown, is so dumb. It's so dumb. We'll, we'll get to SmackDown. Right, that's what I'm saying. But, like, this is pure example of WWE not thinking ahead. Not knowing how to, you know, book ahead. Think down the line. Long-term book. None, none of it exists in WWE. They're all about the here and now. They're all about the quick pop. They're all about the headline. They're all about making news. Making noise and making news. And, like, it's... Huh. So dumb. It's so dumb. Because you have the Fiend who was just drafted to SmackDown is now the Universal Champion. The Universal Championship that was designed and created for Raw, which is red for Raw, is now held by a SmackDown superstar. 
And they said that the 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 um, brand split was going to be like hard this time. It was going to be a strict brand split. Yeah, but that doesn't this doesn't hold true because since the bland uh, brand the bland split, no, you're not wrong. It's a bland split. Oh, the bland split. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Braun Strowman, who was drafted to SmackDown, was on Raw to attack Tyson Fury. So I mean, come on, like who cares? Like the brand split is Fox cares. Fox is going to care a lot more once we get to SmackDown. So, the last two bits of news <laughs> from the WWE world is, one, Seth Rollins and The Fiend are scheduled to have a Universal Championship rematch in a cage match on Raw this coming week at Nauseated Coliseum. <laughs> Because forget about... Your bias is showing. <laughs> forget about automatic rematches. So Seth, here you go. It's an automatic rematch. Bailey, you lost the belt. Here's an automatic rematch. See you later. So Alligator. And the last bit of news is... Because you have Crown Jewel on Thursday and SmackDown on Friday... Maybe. So irresponsible. I think Brock was the only one that was at Saudi that actually made it to SmackDown. Nobody else did. So the way the story goes, there was an issue with the plane, and the only way to fix it was going to take hours to fix. Mm-hmm. So there was one more plane that was going to leave, and they were able to throw 20 superstar slash personnel on that plane back to the States. And everybody else got held back. From what we saw tonight, Brock and Paul Heyman were the only two of those 20 who were performers. Everybody else must have been crew and writing staff, etc. First of all, Brock was on the plane out of Saudi Arabia before (laughs) the second match was even on. Brock, you're going out first. Good. Have my bag ready. We're out of here. Because his match was four minutes long. but Same thing as Mania. Mm-hmm. Opened, lost in a few minutes, tipped. <laughs> Easiest paycheck I've ever gotten. Ridiculous. So that is the WWE news. Of course, Brock has needs to have a scripted for him to beat Kane. But, you know, whatever. Anyway. But they roared over. <laughs> so... Raw kicks off with the Kabuki Warriors turning on Paige, hitting her with the green mist, and Ooh. then... Huh? Boom. Yeah, I know, right? And then Becky Lynch defeating Kyrie Sane. Um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I saw bits and pieces of this Raw, and then I saw highlights after the war, after the fact, and it's not worth much, but we'll go through it. Buddy Murphy defeats R-Truth. Uh, Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre ends in a DQ after Randy Orton comes out of nowhere and hits Ricochet with the RKO. Would you would say it was an RKO out of nowhere? Sure. Okay. It was a DQ out of nowhere. <laughs> the Viking Raiders have a squash match versus two guys dressed as Rizzo and Bryant. Anthony Rizzo and Chris yeah. Bryant. Yeah. Oh, the Chicago, the Chicago Cubs. Cubs. Yes. 
And they it wasn't it. actually them. No, it wasn't actually them. Oh. No. God, no. We have another match between Andrade and Sin Cara. Now, last week, we had Zelina Vega, who, you know, as always, interferes in Andrade's matches to help him win. So this week, Sin Cara had a partner of his own by the name of Carolina, who's actually Carolina Garcia, who just signed with NXT recently. She's wearing a mask. She comes out with Sin Cara to the ring. Her purpose is to defuse uh, Zelina Vega, which actually ends up doing the opposite. When she does defuse Zelina, Sin Cara is still distracted, and then Andrade gets him with the feet on the rope, and Andrade wins anyway. The old school ball, no, the uh, roll up with the uh, feet on the rope. Feet on the ropes. Yep. Old heel tactic. Next, we have Charlotte and Natalia, who are suddenly a friend tag team because reasons, going up against the Iconics, a legitimate tag team, and Charlotte and Natalia go over. Because reasons. Charlotte and Natalia, they're not going to lose to the Iconics. Yeah, all right. Next, we have a Falls Count Anywhere match between Seth Rollins. Who? Seth Burnedown Rollins, I'm sorry. And Rowan. Why? I, I don't know, dude. He's taking out the Wyatt family one by one. <laughs> <laughs> so they brawl in the ring. They brawl in, this, in the crowd. They brawl in the concession area. I'm like, hey, this looks kind of familiar. Like last week, Dynamite. Anyway, just like every concourse brawl in WWE history for the last year or two, they have to go to the merch table. Someone has to get thrown into the merch stand. So, of course, that happens. The match ends with them being backstage. Seth finds a forklift. Finds someone to operate said forklift. Because they just happen to be standing around, you know. Forklift operators just happen to be standing by their forklift yeah. machines at all time. As Garvin would say, you got to get certified to use a forklift. You 100% have to. So Seth couldn't do it. So he had to get someone to do it. <laughs> Make sure the guy was certified. Check his credentials. Check his credentials. And uh, they had the forklift pin Rowan. And then Seth pinned Rowan under the forklift pinning Rowan. And that's how Seth won with the forklift pinning Rowan. So he didn't beat Rowan. The, the forklift, forklift beat Rowan. Okay. Then in a match that was set up earlier with a backstage segment, we have AJ Styles going up against Umberto Carrillo. Humberto Carrillo. Stop it. Another great showing for Humberto. Of course, AJ goes over, goes to give him a handshake, says burps, now you're good. Um, yeah, whatever. They go to beat up um, Carrillo, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the OC does. And then I think Street Props come out probably, who knows. I saw the match, I didn't watch the post-match. You sound like Shivani giving out the... The WWE spoilers before guys Raw opens. Because Raw is so... Dude, I can't... Raw is painful. Yeah, that's I'm why sorry. I don't watch it. I'm sorry. I tried to watch it. I was in and out of sleep. It's, ugh. I watch what I can. The main event segment was featuring... It was the Jerry the King Lawler's divorce court instead of King's court with Rusev, Lana, and Lashley where Lana was just complaining that all Rusev wanted to do was have sex and make her babies. And I... Bro, I heard that, and I was like, yeah, I'm going back to sleep. I literally just heard, all you wanted to do was put babies in me. I was like, yeah, I'm going back to sleep. So, I think it ended up with Lashley beating up on Rusev, because probably. But I'm, 
stop watching Raw. Because I'm about to stop watching Raw. I'm done with this. Can we move on? <laughs> so we watched Dynamite. <laughs> now, I didn't get to see Dynamite when it actually happened. I had to stuff all my wrestling like a madman. <laughs> yesterday and on Friday. Well, if you're listening today, it would be yesterday, Friday, and Thursday. Because the World Series, Game 7, Nationals and Astros was on. Those are your priorities, sir? The World Series? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was watching this in the next game. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't triple, like, triple dip like last time. I was like, there's no way I'm watching the World Series, the Knicks, Dynamite, and NXT. I can't do it. <laughs> your brain will explode. So I just, like, I started watching the World Series, and I fell asleep before the game was even over. <laughs> But I got to watch it because I love you guys so very much. AEW opens with Shivani standing outside by a private jet. Who walks out of this private jet, you may ask? Why, Dustin and Cody. Okay. I didn't like I didn't need the 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 flexing. Like I didn't need them to come out of that. A limo would have done perfectly fine. But they yeah, come but out. Then go from a limo to a limo? No, you don't have to, like, you're at the arena already. But like, they had to set up the fact that Dustin and Cody got split up. I know. That's, this is why it all makes sense now. Okay. But I was just like... I'm sorry. I didn't need it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, ah, whatever. Right. Um, and, you know, Dustin and Cody are talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And Shivani's like, come on, Cody, we, you know, we have to go, blah, blah, blah. They say bye, they go their separate ways. And me, watching wrestling for, like, you know, almost the last 30 years, I was like... Something's going to happen to Dustin later on in the night. Mm-hmm. But we'd have to wait. We'll circle back to that. Until later on that night. AEW, Dynamite Opens, Hangman, Adam Page. Was it Adam Hangman Page or Hangman, Hangman Adam? Adam Hangman Page. Adam Page. Ever since the move to AEW, it's been Hangman Adam Page. Not a- Adam Hangman Page. Correct. I think Adam Hangman Page was an and it was a um, New Japan New Japan slash Ring of Honor thing. Oh, shoot. Because that's that. something that I noticed. It went from Adam Hangman Page to yeah. now he's Hangman Adam Page. That's why I always like mix them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, took on Sammy Guevara, so basically the Elite versus the Inner Circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hangman goes over because, duh. I mean, this was a good match. I mean, it was a good match. Sammy Guevara is only improving more and more, For and sure. he's wrestling. What would be the top guys? He's one of the top guys, sure. Hangman is one yeah. of the top guys. Cody's definitely one of the top guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Sammy's getting uh, to rub shoulders with the upper echelon in terms of AEW's main event scene. The only thing I didn't like about this match was that Hangman went over with just a buckshot lariat. Uh-huh. Didn't even have to pull out the dead eye. And, like, I get it. Sammy Guevara's not, like, your main event your main event guys. Yeah. But, I don't know. Put him away, put him yeah. away. Yeah. Well, it's similar to... Um, uh, Kenny's one wing angel. That's fair, but it, but it's not like the dead eye isn't that super protected. He busts it out. No, no. What I'm saying is we don't need to see it. The buckshot, Larry. He's beaten people with. This it is before. true. This is also so true. like he doesn't need dead eye. This is also know? true. Okay. I like okay, if he okay. does you go, me, if he win. does beat uh, Pac at full gear. That's when it's going to be with the, the dead eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. All right, all right, all right. You bust it out for the word when you need it. Yeah. Okay. All right. You win. So, our next match. Hikaru Shida taking on Shauna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All people have done have complained. 
as ah, all people have done is complain about AEW's women divi- the women's division. I, uh-huh. I can't speak right now. Uh-huh. Women's division and how it's not being showcased properly. Uh-huh. This match. Yep. Yep. <laughs> all right. This was a middle finger to everyone's like our division is bad. No, 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 no. It's Riho building chemistry with different, bigger women. These two women, practically the same build, mm-hmm. putting on, in my opinion, match of the night. So, I, same page. Same page. Okay, I, I want to get in on this real quick. So, everyone talks about comparing AEW and NXT, right? Yes. And one thing that's always been held over is NXT's women's division is stacked. Yes, it is. Compared to AEW's. I mean, you have Baszler, LeRae, Knox, Shirai. Kai, Shirai, um, who, uh, Bianca Belair. Like, they're, they're stacked to the gills. And then even, like, they're on, they, have a, like a, they have a lower card in the women's division. You can throw Mia Yim in there, uh, Dakota Kai... Um, Tegan Knox. Well, you, you have so you have like even the undercard of the women's division where you have um, uh, Vanessa Bourne and Born Aaliyah, yeah, yeah, Aaliyah, and you know uh, Tanara Conti. Their division is stacked. Where AEW feels like they're a four woman division. Yeah, you know, it's like if it's not uh, you got Brit, Adam Cole, Bay Bay Bay, right? Um, B Priestley, Riho, Nilo Jack, Nilo Rose, Rose. Excuse me. Right, it feels very limited. Mm-hmm. It feels very top heavy, mm-hmm. and then like you got Leva Bates and then Allie, and, you know, whatever. Yeah, but we haven't seen Leva Bates wrestle in a while. Right, you know Allie doesn't wrestle all the time either. Right, but this match, you have Hiroko Shida, who we've only seen in one other match prior, and then Shauna, who's brand new to the promotion, and they had such a good match. That, like you said, by the end of it, I'm not sure that they didn't have the match of the night. It was such a good match mm-hmm. that, and everyone was invested. Mm-hmm. The crowd, myself, apparently you. Uh, I was watching some. Of, uh, my brother was watching some of it with me because I was in the car with my brother. Like, these are two women that we know nothing about, and yet because of the match that they had, we were all fully invested. Yep, that's professional wrestling. Yep. Oh man, what a oh oh proceed. So Sheeta beats. Uh, Shauna. God, what a match. We're going to move on to um, the segment that got a lot of fans surprisingly upset. Really? Yeah. I like. I was reading on Twitter, like, uh, Santana and Ortiz built crazy heat from this. Like, shoot heat or, like, heel heat? Heel heat. Heel heat. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Of course. So, the Rock and Roll Express, some of you, that, some of you people who don't know that, very old... Um, Classic tag classic team. tag team from the NWA, uh, Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton were coming out to display the nine-time NWA tag, tag team, team champions. champions. Yeah, Oof. Rock and Roll Express, who then became the Midnight Express with different people. It was, right, it was yeah, a whole different yeah. thing. Um, the rest of that's a, that's a yeah. Mess. So they come out to present the AEW Tag Team Championships for later on in the night, the winners of the tag team tournament, and they get attacked by Santana and Ortiz. And they throw a beating. One of the things I loved is really enforcing the idea that these guys are like thugs. I don't want to say thugs, but like these guys are like like bruisers. Yeah. Where I think it was Santana had a loaded sock. Mm-hmm. Who does that? 
You don't watch WWE and someone with a loaded sock. Bro, that's some hood stuff. Mm-hmm. That's stuff that goes on in real life in the hood when you're getting beat down. So to see Santana Ortiz... In prison. Or in prison, yeah, that too. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen... Like, I mean, I grew up in the hood and I've never seen somebody come out with a sock. I mean... A loaded sock at that. All right, fair enough. That's a prison thing for sure. Yeah. For sure. But that, that you load just that goes up, up to that like, gritty... Military stuff military also. Military stuff. Yeah, like soap parties. Yeah. Um, but that just goes back to there being that gritty That's gangster what I'm like... Yeah. Yo, we'll like... Like, we make it a shank out here. Right, exactly. Yeah. exactly. And I love that because that, ele- that adds an element of real danger to these two. And they're unloading on these old men. Older guys. Yeah. I mean, Robert Gibson and Rick, uh, Ricky Morton are not spring chickens by any stretch For of the sure. imagination. And um, one particular spot that I was completely shocked that happened is um, them putting Ricky Morton uh, through part of the stage. I was like, oh, that's somebody's grandpa. Like, what the... He- what? Now, I'm sure it was cushioned properly Obviously, for him, but, but still, still, the visual Going it, through it, yeah. it, it, it it's, it's no picnic either. And what know? I love is after they put him through it, um, Ortiz just sits down and, like, he's licking his chops, looking mm-hmm. at him. I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. God, the, the character work of these two right now is so good with so little. Mm-hmm. They're not saying a word. They're not saying a word. It's the things that they're doing. The best... The, the best. Oh. And oh, then man. you have uh, the Bucks come in and basically scare them off right. and check on uh, Gibson and Ricky Morton. Mm-hmm. We cut the break and we move on to um, the second best thing in professional wrestling for me. <laughs> this, this was my, my uh, how do I say it? This is my, 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 I don't know, my downside of the show for me. I mean, we didn't need this. I for mean, me, this they th- needed this. For Halloween me, this episode is, with yeah. the cross-promotional yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, but it was filler. Yeah, yeah. But Orange Cassidy can do absolutely no wrong. <laughs> he is on par, if not on, like, a little notch under... Jericho level greatness for me right now. <laughs> I just love his lackadaisical yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. And then he has his hands in his pocket. He does the kip up. The ref puts his glasses back on him. I was like, Cassidy's the king. Hundred percent effort, baby. I, I love it. I love it. And then of course you know best friends. You got Trent and and Chuck Taylor, and yeah. I, never goes wrong with that. So best friends and Orange Cassidy take on and defeat the team of John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and QT Marshall. The thing that, that kind of, going back to, like, why it wasn't really my cup of tea was, again, they had, this is the cross-promotional stuff with Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. So they came, they were announced to the ring by Rick and Morty, and I think they were dressed as them, yes, right? Yes, they were dressed as, uh, I believe, uh, Chuck Tr- Taylor was, Chuck was, Rick. was Rick, and uh, Trent was Morty. Yeah. Whatever. Now, again, this is something that really doesn't tickle my fancy, but I get I mean, it. I'm, I'm pretty sure if Bizzle was watching this, he wet himself because he's a big Rick and Morty fan. Probably. But anyway, I mean, they do what they have to do. I'm sure, you know, TNT was like, hey, you guys, we should do this. And they're like, Trent, Chuck, um, Orange, do you mind? They're probably like, fine, whatever. <laughs> TV time? Why not? Okay. <laughs> Why not? 
Uh, next, we have the contract signing mm-hmm. for Full Gears AEW World Championship match. Chris Jericho, the leader of the inner circle, taking on Cody. Is Cody the leader of the elite, or is it still Kenny? I don't know, man. Things are weird nowadays. Because it's hard to determine which yeah. one is the leader. Yeah. In terms of, like, where they are now, because of, like, the fact that they're, like, a company, Cody's it's kind of Cody. Cody's their leader. Because Cody's Kenny's been spearheading their, this whole, yeah, like, Kenny's, business side yeah, of it. Kenny's their mid-guy. Mid, mid-guy like, right. And the Bucks are the Bucks. Right. It's, like, Cody, the Bucks, and then Kenny. In terms of like the business, mm-hmm. but like I'm sure if we were doing regular storyline, it'd probably still be Kenny. Yeah. So we have the contract signing, and I'm like, oh boy, here we go. It's gonna end in a brawl, like all contract signings do. Blah, I had blah, no blah. doubt that it wasn't going to. Really? Dude, this is AEW. They've done everything in their power to try and subvert from the usual cliche, just. Oh yeah, that's what we do. That's what they they've been staying away from from those stupid tropes, and I knew it. I knew because it, it's a dumb trope. It's so played. There are some wrestling tropes that are like fine, like all right, we have to do this, and then there's others that really really don't need to. I think this is one that we don't need to do the same trope every time, and I think they see that. And once I saw them set up on the stage instead of in the ring, I was like, okay, this is gonna be something different. I mean, you you see Cody grab the contract, sign it. Jericho grabs the contract and feigns like he's going to hit Cody. Cody jumps up like, let's do this. Mm-hmm. He's like, ha-ha, got you, dum-dum. Like, yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. going to do this. Mm-hmm. Signs the contract, feigns to hit him again. Well, he, he fakes, like, tossing the table. Yeah. They shake hands, and Jericho pulls him in, and you get a bit of a stare down, which is fine. Because Jericho's like, you know, I'm not going to, we're not going to have some dumb brawl. You know, we're professional. This is important. Mm-hmm. This is probably the biggest match of this company's uh, of this company's blah, blah, of this company's history. Probably the biggest match of your life. You know, we do this the right way. They shake hands. He pulls him in, and then all you see is Sammy Guevara's face in the background. Mm-hmm. We cut to the parking lot. Tell him what happens to the parking lot. So we have Dustin getting. His bleep kicked, probably not need in the uh, junk, <laughs> by Jake Hagar. Right. And, again, I'm at work, so I can't really pay attention to all of it. But the one thing that I got from this during the beating... And this is why I love you being you, man. Is when Jake Hager takes the car door, takes Dustin's arm, and slams the car door on Dustin's arm. Now, for eagle-eyed viewers such as myself, and not many other people would actually know this, maybe they did this, maybe they didn't do this, I don't know. I can only go about what I think. And what I think is, this was a callback to their father, Dusty, uh, in NWA, taking on Ric Flair and feuding with the Horsemen, and they jumped him outside in a parking lot and they smashed his arm and broke his arm. I think it was Kayfabe broke his arm. Uh, the same way that 
Hager slam the door on Dustin, and maybe we have a potential arm break there. Knowing Cody, not accidental. No, it's Knowing very possible. Cody, that it's this not. is a, a complete homage and callback to exactly that. So, which I would have never caught. Issues that I have with this. Well, not that I have with this is people are spotting little things. One, the inner circle is taking out Cody's enforcement, like mm-hmm. reinforcements. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dustin's down. I mean, n- next week so is next their week go MJF? home show. No, next week's their go home show. So maybe something's gonna happen to DDP or to MJF or, or both. both. Um, what people are speculating is that where's MJF when all this is going on, and why is he the first one to show up after Dustin gets beat up? That's some WWE nonsense. But the, the the fans now are so like drilled to think that right. way. No, yeah, that for it's sure. like it's like we're beaten. Yeah, it's yeah. a submission now. It's like yeah. that's everything's just con- a conspiracy now. You know. Yeah. Maybe if they, they if they touch DDP, they they don't have to touch. <laughs> where, where where are they having uh the next show? Right. Where, where's it going? I'm gonna have to be there. <laughs> Will the thrills get like? Uh, hey guys, I can't come to work. I need a backup DD. That's right. That is right. And your boss is gonna be like, "Well, him, if you don't get to work, you're <laughs> I don't know who DDP is, but you gotta get to work. <laughs> These boxes aren't gonna get themselves out of here." <laughs> so I love I love the throwback to Dusty getting his arm broke the same way that I mean, Dustin getting his arm jammed in the door same way Dusty did um so we're moving on to the elite the elite the the elite taking on Kip Sabian and Hybrid 2 which is the team of Jack Evans and and Helico I have a terrible name Horrible. When I saw the hybrid two, I was like, who the hell are these guys? They started calling themselves hybrid two, I think, two weeks ago. Yeah. I was just like, why? It's like, yeah, you guys aren't gonna win anything anyway, it doesn't make a difference. Like, but they've been tagging for so long on the indie scene. You didn't come up with a better name by now than the hybrid two. Yeah, I mean that's almost as bad as the Dark Order. Yeah, the Dark Order's not a bad name. It's yeah. just the team is trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the elite go over in and in, in not a bad match because I mean all six men are pretty good at what they do. Right. Uh, Kip Sabian continues to to impress. Impre- impress. This is only like the second time we've got to actually see him though. Right. So we need more Kip Sabian. Charlotte, North Carolina. It's not that far. Charlotte, North Carolina. Ugh. Like, yo, at the Bojangles Coliseum? You can leave early, <laughs> get there, back them up, be back in time to open on, on that, Thursday. That's it. That's it. There you go. Got it. Done. Whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. You'll be there. Will, will the throw will be there in his go-home show. <laughs> He'll bring the U.S. championship. That's what <laughs> so, so to close out <laughs> AEW Dynamite. We had SCU taking on Lucha Brothers in the finals of the SCU. Tag Team Championship Tournament to become the new AEW Tag Team Champions. The first ever. First ever. AEW history. Tag Team Champions. And another beautiful showing. How do you feel about this booking? Uh, the results? Yeah. 
I'm okay with it. SCU being the the first tag title. The first I'm tag okay titles? with it. I'm okay with it. I'm I'm a little bit split because when like you and I discussed when AEW first started that we didn't want them to just give each other the titles. Yeah. And the SCU is part of that crew. Like yeah. they're boys. Christopher Daniels is head of of um, talent development or something like that, mm-hmm. or talent relations. Excuse me. So that was kind of like that's that's the only thing that's sticking in my craw a little bit. Is that this is the only one, which is the only reason why I'm not too upset about it, where this is the only one of their titles that they gave to one of their own. Well, it, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's fine. I'm fine with it because Jericho won the the, the world. The world. Riho won the the women's. women's. Yeah, you know what? Give SCU the belts. Let them hold it for a month or two, maybe three months. Let them drop it to the the Lucha Brothers. Don't private drop party. it. To... Too early for private party. Jurassic Express. I wouldn't complain about that. But you can't. That's face on face. Don't don't drop it to Hybrid Two. You know. Don't drop it to the Dark. Order. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. Like, then jump into the Dark Order. Don't do something like that. <laughs> so, uh, SCU win. SCU. The AEW tag become the first ever AEW tag team champions. Um, congrats to them. Let's move on to some NXT. Sure. Uh, uh, do you want me to continue? No, nah, that's cool. Okay, okay, guys. So, just like we talked about early on AEW's programming, where they had their women's match, NXT decides to open with their women's match of Io Shirai and Candice LeRae. Which, I mean, can you go wrong? No. No, you can't go wrong. My only issue from this match with Candice and Io is that the the, the there's no 50-50 booking here. Mm. It's 100% booking on one Io. side only. Yeah. Io's getting all the wins, and Candice, not that she's losing momentum, but... And I think that's the thing, is that I think Candice will be fine. She will be fine. I think Io needs, especially because she went heel, and she's establishing herself as heel Io Shirai, I think she needs the wins more than Candice does. Um, I just, it, it's a good match nonetheless. Right. But I would like some different results. Okay. I mean, give Candace a win, for God's sakes. Yeah. You I can't have you. her. I, I mean, after a while, it's, the lasting effect we're going to have is just Candace losing all the time. I mean, look, she's married to who she's married to. And... They're sort of similar wrestlers with similar stories. NXT might look to give her a similar story as her husband. That's corny, though. It's, it'll be, by the time they do it, it'll be so removed you won't even notice. BS. Okay. You and I will notice it. Yeah. But that's because we do this. I mean, you have her losing and losing and losing. How is she, how is she ever going to earn a championship opportunity again if she just keeps losing? Make your way up the ladder. If she keeps losing, how is she going to do that? Well... You have her losing for now. They have developed the underdog status. Yeah, I don't know. The spunky, plucky underdog who finds ways to win. Okay. I trust NXT's booking. I'm not worried about it. Mm. Okay. Next we have Bronson Reed versus Shane Thorne. This is one of those, like, kind of... Throw it in there, matches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, the next segment 
was to me the juicy bits. Now we had the Kabuki Warriors defending their tag team women's championships versus Team Kick, which is Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. I wasn't happy about this match being so soon because Tegan just got back. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they're high on her, which they should be, but I kind of wanted to earn it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's kind well, of... they did earn it, technically. I know, but they weren't, they earned it with one match. You know? And I understand she had double knee surgery and blah, 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 and, like, she earned it in that sense. But I want to see her earn it in the ring. I want to see her and Dakota Kai win more than just one tag match before they get a championship opportunity. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the match is great. And the Kabuki War... And I, I love that we're finally getting what we were promised with these titles. That there were going to be floating titles, defended on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Finally defended on NXT. Mm-hmm. And the Kabuki Warriors go over. Uh, this match was probably the best women's tag team title match in their short history. I agree. I think that's pretty easy. And you know what? If we're going to get matches like this, screw it. Keep them... Going back to NXT to put good on uh, to put on good matches. I don't need to see the Kabuki Warriors take on the Iconics. I don't need to see the Kabuki Warriors take on uh, Fire and Desire again. Like, no, thank you. But you know what's messed up is that I feel like if the Iconics or the Kabuki or the Fire and Desire or any other other female tag teams, I think if they were on NXT, they would have gotten the same amount of time and the same quality match. I don't. Maybe not the same quality because I don't. I don't think Mandy Rose's ring level is anywhere near Tegan Knox or Dakota Kai. But what I'm saying is, the way that the women's tag team are treated on the main roster versus the way they're treated on NXT, very different. Yeah. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. But anyway, so after the match, we get a little bit of a kerfuffle. A, a little. Ker- Boy. Boy, you learning. <laughs> we have a bit of a kerfuffle. As Baszler, Duke, and Shafir come out to attack Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. But then, Rhea Ripley was like, no, no, no. She starts to come down. But she's attacked by Io Shirai and Bianca Belair. And then here comes Candice LeRae. And before you know it, all the ladies are fighting. It's a full-on brawl, baby. And I'm, so, I'm just like, wow, there is so much, like... Talent? Not only talent. Future, like, women's champions oh. on, in, in this fight right Potential now. Potential. A Baszler, women. for sure. Ripley, for sure. Shirai, for sure. Larray. For sure. I don't see, I can't, I don't have confidence in Raw and SmackDown to say, you know, for sure with EO. Did I say SmackDown Women's Champion or Raw Women's Champion? Okay, fair enough. You said Women's Champion. NXT Women's Champion. I said Women's Champion. Okay, fair enough. Then yeah, 100%. Every single one of these women will probably touch that goal at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of them have already. Right. I mean, uh, uh, Bianca's had matches for it. No, her. no, I'm, uh, Rhea Ripley was the first ever and UK, UK Women's yeah. Champion. So, yeah. But anyway, so they're they're going at it. They're you know they're tussling. When William Regal comes out, and he he's says, pissed off. He oh, is pissed, <laughs> and announces, 
War Games. That's a good William Regal. Thank you. That was a good William Regal Thank right you. there. Thank you. Thank you. Oh man, dude, I'm so proud. Cheering. War Games. War Games. War. And he's like, War Games. That's it. Like, I. He doesn't even say anything else. Just. War Games. I was like, oh, yes. All right, William Regal. Yes. Okay, so I was so giddy. The only thing here is that the numbers don't match. Yes, and that's we're here today. We're here today. (laughs) So we have Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, and Rhea Ripley, and Candice, and Candice. That's four. Four. We have three out of the four four horsewomen of MMA: Bianca Belair, Io Shirai. That's five. It's five. So what that tells me is that one of the four horsewomen is going to have to sit this one out. Ah, uh, Baszler? No. Probably Shafir. Mm. Mm. Because if they're having this match, then they're not going to have a women's championship match. So Baszler's got to be in the match. Baszler's an automatic. And between Duke and Shafir? No. She could say, I don't need to wrestle in this. Have uh, You guys need to prove yourselves oh, in war no. games. I don't want that both. It's bad enough we got to get one of them in there. I mean, they're going to be the most um, exposed. Although, although, with the announcement of NXT crossing over to Survivor Series, that's a good excuse for Shayna Baszler to save herself. Sorry, my eczema is acting up. So, we didn't mention this earlier, but it was announced that NXT will now be a part of Survivor Series this year. Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna mention that, like when we got to SmackDown. Oh, it was, it was actually announced before SmackDown. Well, yeah, I know, but I was like, it's better to. Okay, whatever. It feeds into the story of well, SmackDown. My bad. But this actually, your theory of Baszler not participating, would better serve that, because you have to worry about your yeah, performers. War Games would be the night before. Yeah, I was like, War Games is the night before Survivor Series, so why right, would so you have do to that? worry, you have to maybe worry about the safety and the health of your performers <laughs> what? on Saturday versus Sunday. So if Baszler's going to be in a triple threat match with Bailey and Becky, then I can see her saying, all right, Shafir and Duke, go do this thing while I hang out out here. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Bye, bien. This is why I do this, baby. You're right, you're right, you're right. So next we had Cameron Grimes versus Tyler Bates, and you know it was a good match. Tyler Bates is Tyler Bates, so that's not gonna. Cameron Grimes ain't no slouch though. For sure, but Tyler Bates. Yeah. Big strong boy. Big strong boy. And then we have Bobby Fish, Kyler Riley. <laughs> Booby Fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was so tired at work after watching so much wrestling. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my partner. <laughs> Booby fish. Red Dragon defeat Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. Yeah, well, good match. I mean, I don't like a thrown together team. Of exactly, Keith Lee that, and that's Riddle, what I was going to say too. I, why Keith Lee and Matt Riddle? It's dumb. One smokes pot and the other one looks like a teddy bear. I don't know. Keith Lee. I wonder if and when they're finally going to pair Keith Lee with Leo Rush. No, they're not. Why not? Their they're work in the indie scene was like... Yeah, but they're on the opposite sides of the spectrum right now, you know? But that's what made their matches so good. You had Leo Rush trying to, like, constantly trying to measure up to Keith Lee, like, doing everything he could, and Keith would just, like, bounce off of him, and then he'd do a moonsault, and like, what? You gotta watch the match for PWG. Oh, man. 
I don't want to watch any wrestling until like next week Wednesday. <laughs> so for those of you who aren't like wrestled out, like my partner here, try and find any Keith Lee versus Leo Rush from PWG. You will not be disappointed. Um, so yeah, so post match, Undisputed Era attack Lee and Riddle, <clears throat> and they're chased out by Samaza Ciampa. When he says to Goldie. You'll have to wait. I have to go to war first. Implying that we are going to get a men's war game. Ooh! With uh, Ciampa, Riddle, and Lee. Maybe another fourth, me- uh, fourth member. Maybe Johnny Wrestling, but he's probably going to be taking on Finn. Um, maybe Velveteen. Maybe uh, Dominic Dijakovic. We don't need two war games matches. Taking on one will suffice. Undisputed era, which kind of sucks because you have your NA champion, your tag team champions, your 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 NXT champion, all in one match. Well, last year didn't they have, weren't they all in the same match? Yeah, but they all weren't champions. Only two of them were. Mm. No, only one. Yeah, two of them were. So, this is a third war games or fourth? This is their. I feel like this is third. Third. The first one was the one that had AOP with uh, Roger Strong. Yeah. The second Sandy one had um, Ricochet, Pete Dunne. That's what I'm like. Which is the one that had Pete Dunne in it? Last year's. That was last year, right? Yeah. Man. These working matches are brutal. Time flies when you're having fun. <clears throat> Amen, brother. Um, so, yeah, I hope they don't do two War Games matches. Because then they fall into the same trap as the old Hell in a Cells and other gimmick matches that we've talked about. That when you now, start, yeah, now we need two. Now we need two. Now we need two. Yeah, it's like we don't. And then it loses its luster. It loses its 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 shine. In my opinion, I don't think we need a War Games pay per view every year because then War Games loses its its luster. That's the problem when the first one was so successful. You know, if it was a moderate success, then, like, whatever. But it was such a, a rounding success. They had to. They'd be remiss to not do another War Games. Anyway, let's move on to Smack It Down. Smack It Down. Smack it down. Where they only had one guy who was on the Saudi show. <laughs> actually there. SmackDown opens. Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman. Saying that Brock... Had the best, uh, the biggest rematch in combat sports history against Cain Velasquez at Crown Royal. Drool. Damn it, whatever. <laughs> and they're they're going to show us what happened. And here I thought they were going to show us, you know, those stills like. No, we got to watch the entire. No, we got to watch the entire two ma- two and a half minute match. Of Kane versus Brock. No one will watch this nonsense. I wanted to watch it. I would have watched it yesterday. And now that Brock has exercised the demon that is the loss to Kane in the UFC in a predetermined wrestling match, now on to bigger, which is actually smaller fish. And they show a video of. Brock having Kane in the Kimura and then getting attacked by Rey Mysterio with a chair. Who unloads on him like he unloads on him. And Brock 
now wants to go ray hunting. The, the problem that Paul Heyman says is that SmackDown guys are only supposed to be on Raw, uh, excuse me, on SmackDown per their Fox contract and vice versa for Raw and, and uh, USA. USA. So what does Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar do? They quit SmackDown. Quit SmackDown and are taking the WWE Championship to Raw to go beat up Rey Mysterio because you can't have both the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship on one show. Except they're both going to be on the same show on Monday. Except they're going to be on the same freaking show on Monday. There's so many things that make this so backwards. If you could just get up and quit the company that you're that you're working for, then what's the point of the draft? Yep. And a superstar could be like, nope, don't want to do this, goodbye, and then go to the other show. And then what was the point? What is anyone going to tell Brock Lesnar? No. I'm just like, um, yeah, because yeah, that's how the law works. <laughs> that's that's how the law works, guy. I mean, there was that weird, like, self-Jew thing. Yeah, there. he's just like, my people invented laws and perfected laws. Like, what? I was like, damn, my really people? Is that a drive, Jew thing? Drive home the Jewish thing, Mr. Yeah. Heyman? I didn't even know Heyman was Jewish. Heyman? Yeah, he's Jewish. I don't know. Yeah, you didn't see the Paul Heyman documentary on the network? It was actually pretty good. Okay. Um, this leads to them storming out of the ring, going to the back, and basically storming out into the parking lot area. And then you get Triple H and Shawn Michaels come into screen. And I'm just like, hmm, what the hell are you guys doing here? And thus begins the theme of the entire episode. Yes. Which moves on to our, our the next match. Our first match. Our very first match, excuse me. Bailey taking on Nikki Cross and um, the Nikki Cross sanity character is completely dead. She's wearing color now. Here's my thing. Where's Alexa Bliss? She's not in Saudi. Mm. It's supposed to be her, her best friend and tech partner. Not best friend, just a friend. Whatever. Where is she? I don't know. Sasha was there for Bailey. Where's Alyssa Bliss? Well, they're real best friends. No, I know, but... What? Maybe maybe Bliss's pig got sick. Anyway. So, Bailey defeats Nikki Cross with some move that I'm guessing is her new finisher. Well, it's a really, really silly finisher. She puts her she puts Nikki Cross's hand between her legs and then... Kind of like a reverse DDT. Yeah. But it's I, not... It's like a bulldog type DD. It's weird. It's super it almost as she uses her knee to drive her head into the. Ki- I don't know. It was weird. But it's better. Kind of seen it a few times, but whatever. Ba- belly to Bailey, Bailey to Belly. Well, she can't do the Bailey to Belly. Anymore no, I was like, it's better than that now. Like, it's, yeah, I guess. But the match, okay. Post match, got a little pop from me. Both of us. Well, I didn't hear you over my yelling. 
I think, she, we said, I think we said the same thing, which is why you didn't hear me, because you just heard like a dub version of what you said. Like, I'm in stereo. <laughs> Shayna Baszler jumps the guardrail, pushes uh, Sasha Banks into the uh, post, mm-hmm. goes into the ring, kicks Nikki Cross out, and throws a beating. That flying knee that she gave Bailey to start, throws a beating to Bailey. And I'm just like, wait a minute. Are we going to have NXT invade SmackDown? In not so many words, yeah. I was like, okay. So they literally have nobody left. Let's bring in NXT. I'm okay with this. Let's see how it goes on throughout the night. And for the most part, I mean, it was pretty interesting. Um, we had the inter- The next thing was the interview with Sami Zayn backstage. Well, he's saying that um, uh, we see Triple H and Shawn Michaels and Shayna uh, Baszler. Baszler. He's like, and uh, listen, I, I see the NXT guys are coming ar- around here. They better stay out of my way. And... Well, well, who walks in but Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. And Sami Zayn is trying to worm his way out. Oh, I have my NXT stuff in the car. Let me go get it. And Keith Lee and and Riddle are chasing him. And they're like, ah, no, uh, let's go with you. They follow him out to the arena. They they follow him out to the arena. They give him the uh, bro Derek. Mm Mm-hmm. Bad name for a finisher. I couldn't agree with you. Everything about Riddle is bad. Keith Lee hits the uh, second rope uh, moonsault effortlessly, uh, I might add. I love Keith Lee. And um, And that's that. That's that. And that's that. We move on to Ms. TV, the the must-see talk show with the most must-see superstar in the whole I guess so. I don't know. The most must-see talk show in WWE. Or some, I don't know, whatever. Miz T. So, the Miz is saying that because Bray Wyatt, who was his original guest, is stuck in Saudi Arabia, he needs a new guest. And Tommaso Ciampa comes out. And I am. Tickled. Absolutely tickled. (laughs) Yeah. And Tommaso basically does what most people do to The Miz. Uh, run him down because he's an actor and he wants mm. to be an actor. And, mm. uh, he was a reality star and all this other stuff. And Pretty much downplaying his wrestling acumen. Which is kind of like terrible because The Miz has improved so it much. It used to be a fair uh, judgment on The Miz, which no longer holds water. So... The Miz says, if I've been acting for 13 years, then I deserve a freaking Oscar. Yeah. And he's like, you want to prove something? Let's let's prove something right now. You and me, right now, Baldy Locks. Let's do this. <laughs> Baldy Locks. That's a good one. And uh, you stated during the match, Ciampa's working stiff. Yeah. And this is probably the stiffest the Miz has faced. Probably since Probably ever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he had, he's gotten stiff shots from AJ where, like, it knocked out one of his veneers, but... Right. And he's worked DB, and DB typically works pretty stiff. But Tommaso... But Ciampa was just laying into him. Stiff. And 
that boy too muscular. But I, you know, I didn't want to mention it on the show, but since you gonna bust out the the fact that he's muscular, them triceps are unhuman. Unhumane, bro. At some point, he's like rolling out of the figure four, and I'm just like, what? Who put the boulder above this guy's elbow? Popping. His tricep is insane. His tries are nuts. They're insane. They're popping, kid. Just like those are tricep goals. Like, nah, like, I, need, oh, I don't even goal. need him that big. I don't even want him that big. Nah, son. If I had tries like that, I'd walk around all day flexing. I just walk around like this all yeah, day, just I, I, flexing I'm a, my tries. I'm a glamour muscle guy. It's all oh. about biceps and abs. Nah, man. Them tries is crazy. His dips must be on point. Yeah. <laughs> so Tommaso Ciampa defeats the Miz clean. Good showing, but basically by all of NXT. Um. Well, we're not done. We still got two more showings from NXT. I mean, the next match was pretty thrown together. Like, we come back from break, fire and desire in the ring. Pretty much, I think they just said that they were supposed to have a, a tag match, but... But they didn't even say anything. Rhea Ripley comes out with Tegan Knox. And they're like, oh, you didn't have an opponent? Well, you do now. And then they have basically what amounts to a squash match. A squash match, yeah. With Ripley and Tegan Knox going over. And the highlight of the entire match was Renee Young getting kicked in the face. Yeah, by... Uh, was it Sonya? Sonya Deville. Fantastic. As if I didn't already love Sonya Deville. The ending of SmackDown, the mm. last... 30 four, to 40 minutes? 30 to 40 minutes. Yeah. Shows Daniel Bryan in the back, seeing Triple H and Shawn Michaels, and... Confronts them about NXT being here, what are you guys doing here, blah, blah, blah. And Triple H gets in his face, and he's like, I don't have my ring gear. But Shawn's in the background taking his, his jacket, jacket off. <laughs> and they look at him, and he's like, oh no, it's cold. They put it back on. <laughs> I was like, oh man, like... We're not going to get a Sean versus Daniel Bryan thing. But instead, we get... Daniel Bryan... Versus Adam Cole... Baby. Bay. And oh, DB's God. like, hey, if we're going to do this, I want a shot at the NXT Championship. Triple H is like, hey, champ, is that okay with you? He's like, fine by me. And we get Adam Cole, baby, versus Daniel Bryan for the NXT Championship as the main event for SmackDown. This match was everything I needed in my life. Everything. Oh, my God. Stiff shots. This this match was just... Oh, oh my God. And Triple H looking on... Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Like like a concerned father (laughs) for Adam Cole, baby. It was everything. That release German from the top rope. Wait, where, where oh DB drops uh, Cole on his head. And then the finish, where we have the, the suplex knee buster into so the super kick. The super kick. No, yeah. over around. Super kick into the suplex knee buster into the last shot. Um, no, no, no. It was. Yeah, because DB went for like a. No, he hit the Panama uh, sunrise. You're also. right. I'm sorry for that. Bro, Adam Cole busted out all all, yeah. of, the, all of his best it, hits. It literally, he had all his finishers stored up and <laughs> unloaded. Every signature, every finisher, everything you got. Just, oh, man. Oh, to beat God, Daniel Bryan so clean so with good. the last shot. So good. And so um, 
Did I mention it was so good? It's so good. The uh, NXT superstars that were there stormed the ring. Triple H gets in and gives them a, a rallying speech. Um, Put SmackDown in raw notice. That uh, NXT's declaring war on both Raw and SmackDown for Survivor Series. So this, this is going to be a good one. Like, we were talking about this so. months ago. About NXT actually invading. I think Bizzle was still even on the podcast at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that NXT is going to be invading uh, WWE mm-hmm. main roster. Mm-hmm. And now we're finally getting it. Are we going to get five of NXT's best versus five of WWE's best in a classic Survivor Series elimination match? Who knows? Are we going to get the NXT champions inserted into triple threat matches now? against main roster championship as it stands right now you're looking at Brock versus The Fiend versus Adam Cole baby we have AJ versus Roger Strong versus Shinsuke that's gonna be a good match we have Baszler versus Becky versus Bailey. that was a good match Triple B's Triple B's yeah you got um, the Revival versus the Viking Raiders versus Ooh, who the NXT Tag Champs? Uh, O'Reilly and Fish. Oh, right. Oh, my God. The Revival versus the Viking Raiders versus Undis... You don't even Sign need me any, up. You don't, need any, you don't even need anything else. Sign me up. Oh, my God. The only thing that, like, worries me about this, though, is uh, Unspeeded Era is going to be in War Games or potentially be in War Games, so... Well, that's why I'm saying they don't need to have a men's War Games match. Just do random, like, Velveteen... Let Velveteen do something versus Matt Riddle. Like, guys who are not going to be a Survivor Series, let them run No, you don't want this... You don't want this uh, pay-per-view team thrown together. I don't know. I don't know, whatever. But, so here's my thing. And we mentioned this, we were talking about this before we went on the air. I thoroughly enjoyed SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I, as, as did I. Because of the NXT factor. Yes. However, I fully, 100%, think that the only reason that this was an NXT-heavy show was because of the Saudi situation. Absolutely. So, I feel... Very hesitant to praise WWE because this was the easiest way out. They had a situation where they got caught with their pants down, and instead of being creative and writing a good show with what they had, they just called Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and said, "Bring me your best guys. We need them on SmackDown." Well, what they needed was easy. what they needed was a ratings boost because then moving to FS1 last week. It was a killer. Absolute killer. They got 888,000 views uh, going up against the World Series on FS1. And, I I mean, I don't know what the numbers are, but I'm sure they did better this week being on Fox. And then more people just seeing that, one, you only have basketball tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, Some hockey. Mm -hmm. But you have It's a pretty free day. NXT guys coming up to fight on SmackDown. 
I, mean, I may actually be invested in this. Let me watch this. You right. Know? I mean, this is definitely them taking chicken poop and turning it into chicken salad. Mm. Especially because if you're going to integrate NXT into Survivor Series, Survivor Series is only a few weeks away, isn't it? Three. Three weeks away. So this you have to start integrating all the, the stories already. You have to start doing the brand warfare and invasions and all that, even though we just put the brands, but whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think this is like a lucky coincidence for them, where they had this Saudi mix-up, and now again the opportunity to show up NXT, A, to help NXT's ratings, mm. to help SmackDown's ratings, and to boost the profile for NXT come Survivor Series. I think it was just a lucky storm for WWE, which again, maybe it's better to be lucky than good, mm-hmm. but it's real luck. It's real easy to to come out with fire when it's handed to you. Anyway, let's move on to what has become the newest segment of our show, one of my favorite segments of the show. Yeah, it's actually one of my favorite segments as well. You know. Every week, we got to talk about the good things and the bad things in wrestling. Because sometimes, things that happen in wrestling, sometimes they're good seeds. <laughs> we also get a lot of bad seeds. But at the end of the day, they all help to plant this tree that we call professional wrestling. So, Shades. Yes, sir. Talk to me. Give me your bad seed of the week. Ooh, our bad seed of the week. This is always an easy one for me. <laughs> Remember, try try and narrow it down to one thing. My bad seed of the week for the third week in a row is WWE Creative with the Rusev, Lana, Lashley uh, (laughs) adultery thing. I don't care about this. It's dragging on for too long. Bobby Lashley doesn't look comfortable doing it. Rusev shouldn't be comfortable doing this. Lana should not be comfortable doing this. It's boring. It's played. We're done. Uh, Rusev is a sex machine. This is what we're getting? Yeah, And he wants Bins. to work for nobody but you, Lana. What's <laughs> the issue? Uh, I, I can't. I can't deal with this anymore. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> Fortunately, they're not. They're not. Not even close. And give me your good seed of the week. Now, my good... <sighs> this one was probably the... Toughest one I've had to do so far. So much to choose from. Yeah. So many, so many, so many apples that we bit into this week. For real. That left such delicious seeds to plant such mm. new things. Mm-hmm. But what I'm going to land on. There really was a lot this week to pick from. What I'm going to land on is probably one of the most important seeds in women's wrestling history. Really. And that is Natty. And Lacey Evans wow. having the first ever women's match in Saudi Arabia. That is good for the both women. That is good for Saudi women. That is good for women's wrestling in general. Wow, okay. That's an interesting pick. Yes, it is. I'm an interesting kind of guy. Yeah, a little bit. You're very interesting. Very weird. I, so How dare you. I love you. Um, so, Mr. Thrill, yes, give sir. me your bad seat of the week. My bad seed of the week has to go to the whole WWE Jordan Miles I knew it. fiasco. I knew it. 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 <laughs> you okay? I knew it. Yeah, I mean, look, there was a couple that I was kind of bouncing around. Yeah. 
but this was just such an utter mess. Yeah. Like, just... And on both sides. Yeah. Like, Jordan Miles lost his mind. WWE... I, uh, uh. So, this is just... It's a bad seed for everybody. This is just rotten. This, this is one rotten apple. Yeah, it's... <laughs> this, it's, this, it's, it's an arsenic one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. This is pretty bad. Uh... And, and that good one. We got a good. We got a good. It was tough. It's so. This is really, really hard. Tough. And I, 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 ah, I want to pick all of them, but I can't. I'm gonna go. Very specific reason. I'm gonna go with Sheeta versus Shauna. Okay. Now the reason I'm picking this over the other good seeds, and there. Oh God, I'm sorry, Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan. Which was. <laughs> I'm sorry, the women's war games. I'm sorry, the the, the impact. I'm so, I I have to go with this because I feel like this was an important match for AEW's women's division. Mm-hmm. Because in a war between AEW and NXT, this is the battle that they're seemingly getting destroyed in every week. Yeah. So for them to take two absolute no ones. And throw together a banger of a match that is arguably the match of the night. I gotta give them my good seed. Arguably match of the week. Oh, I don't know about that. That 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 Cole and Brian Ar- match. Arguably match of the week. Cause that Cole and Brian match was that was a whole different level. And I think that's kind of what I like about us doing the this new good seed bad seed thing is that it's not necessarily the best thing that happened mm-hmm. because to me Daniel Bryan versus Adam, Adam Cole, Cole was probably the best thing that's happened in wrestling this week. Yeah, that match was absurd. Mm-hmm. But this is something that I thought was important that I want to highlight. So my good seed is going to go to Sheeta versus Shauna from AEW Dynamite this week. Yeah, for me it was like there was nothing more important. Than um, Natty and Lacey yeah. being in Saudi and actually wrestling, so that's completely um, fair. I had to go with that. That's completely fair. So that's gonna wrap up our episode this week, guys. As always, you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com/slash Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples the number two. two apples. If you're not on SoundCloud, you might be on a Google Play Music or on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to check our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Grapples to Apples. Again, that's Grapples the number two. Apple Apples, where you can like, comment, share, subscribe, do whatever you got to do to make sure we're in as many ears and eyes as humanly possible. We surely do appreciate that. As always, I've been one of your hosts. Ill, Will, The Thrill, the poetary and Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, baby, that's who I'll be, because that's who I is. Joined by my hetero life mate. The man of the hour, the man with the power. Too damn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop. Rise to the top. Ya boy. Shades. Don't forget to catch us next week and every other week. Because Apple a day is bad wrestling. Peace and love.